Well, hello to everyone. This is the Gut Check with Cesar Gomez, and I'm super excited today to bring you more gut checks. And you guys might ask, why is it the gut check? Because one of the things we've done is every person that comes in as a guest or myself when I upload any new episodes, the things that you want to look out for is the personal experiences, the lessons through the journey of entrepreneurship, through different careers, and for you to be able to listen to them and resonate through your personal experiences. And that's what the gut check is. And with that, let's get this ball rolling. What's up, what's up, guys? This is Cesar Gomez with The Gut Check, and today my guest, the second time on the podcast, we have Omar Sanchez, uh, head coach, uh, health and nutrition, fitness coach, and actually, you know, I want to welcome you back, Omar. How you doing? I'm doing great, Cesar. Thank you for having me back, man. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you again for accepting my second invite. You know, actually, it's the third invite. Uh, we recorded a podcast that we had technical difficulties, and Actually, the quality of sound was not the greatest, so I decided not to release it just because it was, um, you know, we tried to do something different. We were FaceTiming, Zooming, Zoom calling the, the podcast, and the audio just was not good, and, and, and the quality was not great. So, you know, we just decided to not, you know, release it. So we're here again with the third time, and third time's a charm. But actually, the first one, we got so much great feedback, so many people could relate to the story you know we've we've talked about it and you know it, it's it's a, i want to share it with you thank you so much for that there were so many people that reached out and said that it resonated with their story um people were just amazed of how you overcame adversity there were so many um so many moments in your story that people were just like damn and you're and you were able to do what you what you're doing today and and that just that's why we do these podcasts so Everybody that listens can understand that everybody has an opportunity to do what they want, but it's just a matter of a choice. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you for that because it really touched a lot of people. I don't know if anybody in your network, you know, you have a lot of athletes that follow you that, you know, got a chance to listen to it. But it definitely, definitely um, gives hope to the people that are looking for it. And that's what we want to do, right? In these platforms, is try to uh, help those in the, that are that are maybe uh, one step away from committing to changing their life. And I think it's so vital to hear uh, the stories of others and and know that uh, a, a, as we go through life's challenges, and that's what they are, life's challenges is no one's free of adversity. Everyone has to go through it. The the discouraging part is that sometimes people encounter adversity and it, and it knocks them down and they stay down. And the thing is, if you really want something in your life, you got to know that you're going to have to fight for it. And uh, the adversity is just part of the growth. The failures are just part of the growth. And if you see it in that way, I think it really pushes you in the right direction. You know, and, and let's, let's talk about adversity. You know, as we all know, we're, we're going through this pandemic COVID-19. It's been, you know, I don't know how many days, 60, 80 days, um, and you know, th the whole world has changed. That's for a fact. I was on a conference call earlier and, you know, you know, three, four months ago, people were posting Ferraris and people were posting and we'll go come back to the adversity part, but people are, were posting on, you know, Ferraris, Lambos, you know, certain type of clothing. Well, unfortunately we're stuck at home. That doesn't matter. You can't wear your fancy shoes out no more. You can't. Yeah, I mean, you can go drive your Ferrari, but there's nobody out there to see you in it. Um, right. You can't wear the $4,000 suit unless you wear it around your house. And what it's what I'm getting at is that we were living this facade where that most people thought success was cars and jewelry and accessories. And at this moment in time, the people that have them, they can't even wear them and they can't even show them off. <laughs> you know. So what I'm getting at is that in life, what this pandemic has, one of the things I see it has created is it, it created an even playing field. And I was reading a quote on Mike Tyson, and he said that everybody calls themselves a champion until they get punched in the mouth. 
that's when they when reality hits and this pandemic the reality hit there's many people out there and that, that were doing good they're not doing good but it goes back to adversity how do you handle adversity and this weekend i was working out with a great friend of mine and he uh one of his friends was there and he he shared something with me that really resonated and he called it his inner bitch and i was like what do you mean by that he's like when i don't feel like working out it's my inner bitch talking to me like don't go work out adversity is the same thing and and i kind of put it together and, and i want to share this analogy with you and see what you think but it's like adversity is something that we're faced with regardless of how we feel if we want it to happen it's going to happen because that's just part of life right now you know people are unemployed people are losing jobs people are losing their businesses that's adversity and either you accept it and do something with it or you let it overtake you and that's the difference between a winner and somebody that doesn't win which is a loser it's that how they face adversity how their inner self how they talk to their inner self and said you know what this is i'm not going to allow this to happen to me i'm going to figure it out i'm going to go out there and do whatever it takes and and i'm not going to let my inner self or my inner bitch tell me what i can and can't do but that's something that has to come within it's not something that comes you know that you go out there and pick it up at a store or you go out there and buy it on amazon and it comes within i don't know if um yeah. what you what you think on that uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of things come to mind as, as it pertains to that. You know, the the psychology of the brain. Um, if if we're having you know upwards of seventy, eighty thousand thoughts a day, and eighty percent of those are negative, that means we live in about fifty six thousand negative thoughts a day. And, and and what this pandemic has done, where it's restricted people to confined spaces, it put them in their eighty percent. And, and, you know, your, your, your buddy that, you know, talks about his inner voice and what he calls that, I, I think it's so important to understand that, yeah, that's what we're all living right now is dealing with that inner voice. And in that inner voice is, is learning how to, you know, my whole life model of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, this is a primary example of that right now. We are all uncomfortable because our lives have been disrupted. Our lives have been put in a position where uh, it's, it hasn't been in our lifetime, really. And uh, all of a sudden, we're trying to figure out a new norm. And, and, and so I think we have to practice self-talk. I always talk about it my, when I coach. It's like you got to feed your 20. You know, you got to give yourself positive self-talk. And that takes practice because you're overcoming a beast that, that is so comfortable with being negative, And that's your brain. It's, it's comfortable being negative. And if you notice... Sometimes when we're, we're, we're discussing things or discussing people, it's easy to highlight negative things. It's hard to highlight the positive. Uh, and, and that's what we have to do is, is learn how to, one, overcome that beast, that inner voice that's telling us that we want to live in that 80%, hey, you're going to lose your job. Hey, you don't have a job. Hey, how are you going to feed your children? Because when we live in that, what it does is cloud our judgment. And it clouds our ability to figure out a solution and figure out how to grow. And, and this is why we have to be our biggest hype man. We have to be our own hype man right now because no one's gonna do that for you right now. And uh, we, we have to be really good about that because uh, you know, uh, no one's immune to that. No one's immune. You, you can have all the money in the world, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna overcome that beast. And so you really have to do uh, be uh, meticulous about your approach and what you're going to do every day and how you're going to approach what you do every day and what positive self-talk are you going to give yourself and then what actions are you going to follow that up with and I think that's just so important that in these times right now <clears throat> that we, we really focus on that and it's hard because you, you know even even the social media pieces that you're looking at right now you know a high percentage of that is negative, right? Yeah. People that get, you know, what are people doing to get followers? Uh, you know, they're posting negative stuff sometimes. And, you know, there's an the exception to the rule. Like I think Gary does a good job of promoting uh, positive self-talk. You know, John Gordon on there is always a big uh, positive guy. 
but they're the minority. They're the 20%. And I think we have to surround ourselves with, with the things that are going to help us be better at those pieces. And, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. And those are all gut checks for everybody that's listening. I mean, honestly, um, you said something super I want to bring back up. It's, it's cloud judgment. Um, and and it's hard. And we're going to break them down because one of the things is when you have, and I call it mental paralysis, which is pretty much the same thing, um, and you have no clue of what you're doing and you're following the wrong information, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. And I always say ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is tragedy. And when you're when you're when you have that mental cloud and you think, well, I'm going to follow this person without even understanding what the intention is or unconsciously, it's going to hurt you because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So one of the things that, you know, I want to add to this is how do you, you know, and, 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 and I'll help um, how I stay positive. And one of the things that I've learned is that the things that the 30 th- the, the things you do before you go to bed and after you wake up have the most significant impact in how negative or how positive your day turns out so studies have shown that if you if you go to bed um 30 minutes before you go to bed if you're watching media uh, news if you're looking at your bank account uh, things that are not in the best interest of of yourself well all that's gonna process while you sleep and if you wake up and do the same thing, look at news, gossip, things that are not positive, well, your whole day will turn into a negative day. That's just proven. So one of the things if, that you guys are out there listening that you're like, well, how do I change that? Well, you have to create a structure. You have to create a system to be able to be accountable to yourself. And what is that system? Like, for example, before I go to bed, I either listen to an audiobook. I'm an auditory, so I, you know, I don't say I read, but I listen to an audiobook or I listen to a positive podcast. And and sometimes I even listen to my own just to be able to see how I could better myself. So I'll do that before I go to bed. When I wake up in the morning, I don't touch my phone for 2 hours. I have a, I have a I call it a jam session in the morning. I have a routine. I wake up at 5:45. I listen to personal development. I, I listen to uh, uh, any type of new skill set that I'm developing. And I have a system. I actually take notes on what I'm reading, on what I'm listening to. So that way, the first two hours, it's all positive. And before I went to bed, it was positive. So I wake up with a positive mindset. That does not mean that I don't think negative. That does not mean I don't react. That means that the odds of me being being in a positive state of mind and having a positive day are are much better than if I wouldn't do those things. So what I do is after I study for about 45 minutes, when I wake up, I do what's called my first jam session. I actually do the most productive work. I actually have my priorities. And by 730, when the world's up, I already did what most people won't do in in their whole lifetime. So then that way, my mind's already fresh. I have I have my day going. My phone could ring. I could get distractions, you know, certain distractions. And it's not going to pull me away from my positiveness, from my information, from the new lessons I learned for the day. And that works. Is it is it easy? It's not. I always say what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And, you know, that's just one of my routines. And I share with with everyone out there because sometimes we're like, well, how do I do that? Well, that's how that's how I do it. It's worked for me. And it's proven that, you know, whatever you put in your mind before you go to bed and when you wake up, it's what's going to determine the outcome of your day. Yeah, you say a lot of a lot of good things. And <clears throat> I'll start off by saying is. So you're at a place where you have the discipline because uh, the discipline, you're determined and you found your niche. And, and so that creates a certain uh, schedule for you that, that puts you on track to do the things that, that, that fit for you. What I think most people, where I, where I feel most people fail is they're trying to be someone else. Mm. And, and don't get me wrong, um, you know, I, I'm an avid reader. I like, I like to steal. I like to say I like to steal things from from uh, different places, right? Like I talk a lot about John Gordon and his positive stuff. 
I steal a lot of his stuff, right? I, I, I read a lot of different books uh, from different people and different um, types of uh, information that I just steal, but I make my own. And I think uh, that's important to understand is that, uh, you know, success is not cookie cutter. It's, there is no cookie cutter way to success. Mm. When I when I first started coaching, um, I did an interview with a young man out of St. Louis Obispo uh, out of the Canon Network. And, you know, he asked me, what kind of advice can I give young coaches? And I said, look, man, people think success in, in, in coaching basketball is seeing us in a suit, right? When you're in a suit and you're coaching up the sidelines and you're managing a game and you're, you know, managing substitution while managing a game. And managing officials, there's different components to that. But I always say that's 2% of it, believe it or not. The 98% that really determines your success is the grit, the determination, the hard work, how you deal with adversity. You know, it's all the little things that are happening behind the scenes before you even get to that stage. You know, and I think it's so important to understand that people have this illusion that success, as you mentioned, is is having the cars and having having the you know two thousand dollar shoes or the four thousand dollar suits and that 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 somehow gives you success. That's not success. Success is, I believe, deals more with your footprint. What kind of footprint are you leaving in this earth? That determines your success. And so, backtracking to you know even the stuff that you just talked about, you have acquired what most people have not. And that is purpose. And that's where it starts. You first have to find your purpose. Because you out in the world with no purpose, you become another person that's just trying to be, uh, follow someone else or try to do uh, something that maybe you don't fully believe in. I think it is so important to determine what your purpose is in life. So that then the universe can help you align yourself to that purpose. For instance, for me, it's serving. I want to serve people. That's why I've been a strength coach. That's why I've been a college basketball coach. I like to serve people. And uh, I've been placed in a position to be able to do that in so many ways. And in this time of this pandemic right now, I, I create videos to help people that don't necessarily have a gym and can do stuff that will help them. I'm, I'm, I'm still able to stay within my purpose and align to the universe of what I'm asking that I want. And so I think we really have to start with understanding what our life purpose is. If you think your purpose is to make money, that's not purpose. You know, that doesn't leave a footprint, right? I, I, I saw this cartoon uh, the other day and uh, I was reading some article and it had the Green Reaper um, standing there and a line of guys with suitcases full of money. And then next on the right side of the Green Reaper, there's like a piles and piles of money. And it's saying, you can't take your money to your grave. Right? And that's the thing is like, you have to find something that allows you to leave a footprint. And that determines the level of success that you're going to have. For me, succeeding as a college basketball coach has not been by winning games. And I've been fortunate to win championships. I've been fortunate to be successful, but my true success comes from the success of my players. Do I graduate them? Am I preparing them for their life? What are they doing in their life? I don't stop coaching them because I, they, they no longer play for me. I continue that growth with them until I know that they are settled in life. So until they find a career, until they find their niche, until they find their purpose, that is what I'm trying to do with, with how I serve people. And so, um, you know, I, I think you really have to understand the foundational piece of how you're going to go about going out into the world and existing. You have to have a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, then you're a lost soul. And that's just my personal opinion. And and I think it's an amazing, I mean, that, that analogy is like right on because we all have a purpose. And one of the things is not to get, you know, religious, but God gave every single one of us talents and it's our, our duty 
to figure them out. Um, and like you said, you know, when you leave this world, what, what footprint are you leaving? And most people leave nothing because they never took the time to identify um, their talent. And one of the reasons being is because nobody, ha- you know, there's hardly, unless you read positive material, you listen to podcasts, nobody really shares that. How do you go out there and figure out your talent? Like for you, your talent is giving back, but you use the vehicle of coaching and, and fitness to do that. And that's, that's your talent. And nobody could take that away from you. You, you figured it out as well I, as I have as an entrepreneur and again, I don't, I'm not an entrepreneur to make money. I'm an entrepreneur to be make a difference and to be able in the grit, to be able to understand the process of what it takes to make something from nothing, to be able to build something from nothing. That's, that's like the fulfillment I get when there's, you know, so many unknown factors and I'm able to make them work and, and not me individually, but I'm just as an expression, as a team, as a whole. So the thing is, is. And, and I was I was on a call earlier and there's this test that was uh, shared with me with a, a good friend of mine. And it, you actually take this test and I'll send you the link. And, you know, it does charge you uh, an amount, but it shows you your strengths. And one of the things when I took this test, it really, really pinpointed my five top strengths. And when I got it back, it didn't it didn't it didn't like, you know, it wasn't like over like exciting of what my talents were and my strengths because I knew them but I didn't understand them to the fullest and now every single day I look at them and I'm like damn that's why I do that because I know my talents and I know my strengths so now if people are out there trying to figure them out it's not a shortcut but at least you have a clear understanding of what they are and a company that's out in Utah they came out with this, 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 um, uh, you could call it character, uh, strength test. And they've been able to build a massive, massive organization just by hiring people based on their strengths to be able to help build their company. And when, when, when I took it, I was like, man, like if more people would take the time and invest a little bit of money, it's not a lot of money to be able to identify their strengths how better would their lives be? You know, because sometimes um, we spend time on things that we're not great at. Like you said earlier, people have no clue of, you know, they're 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 cookie cutting or they're following. They're not being them. them tr- they're not being their true selves. So they can't. They don't know any better. They don't know what their strengths are. You know, and and that's why they're they give up. Like you said earlier, that adversity. You know, when when things get hard, they quit because that's. You know, maybe what they're doing is not their strength. It's their weakness. And, you know, one of the things that that um, I'm sharing this with with you and with all the everybody that's listening is take the time to identify on your own. If you can, if you can't take this assessment test to identify your strength, your talents, because we all have them. We every single one of us do it only the only problem is very few of us take the time to figure them out. And, and, and you know, a couple of good points <clears throat> that, that you point out. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't shy away from saying I'm a man of faith. Um, you know, God leads my life and, leads, you know, through my heart. And so um, <clears throat> two quick things is one, um, there's two things that are inevitable in outcomes. And that is, you know, uh, faith or fear. Um, both have the same future, meaning you determine what path you want to take. Do you want to take the path of faith or do you want to take the path of future? They both have the same, or excuse me, fear. They both have the same future in the sense that they haven't, they haven't happened, but you have to make, you're, you're the moving part to that. You have to make it happen. And so if you're choosing to live in that 80%, then you're always going to question yourself. Um, you know, I always think of, um, I always think about your, your judgment being like a garden. And every time you have a negative thought, there is a weed that grows in your garden. And if you're living in your 80%, eventually you have a garden full of weeds. Well, 
that doesn't look very good and it doesn't sound very good. And so you have to figure out how to weed out the weeds and teach yourself how to be positive. We really do. And, and I'm a proponent of, I'm a big proponent of really teaching yourself how to be positive because I come from an environment that has been, has taught me to, that it's easy to be negative. It's easy to victimize yourself, but I did not want to do that. And so in my life, I've really worked really hard at turning that 80 into 60 into 50 and trying to be better with that. Because again, we either choose faith or fear. And I much rather leave with my faith and, and know that I'm doing things right ethically and I have good intentions be, behind everything I do than to leave with fear and then possibly do some, something unethical or something that is not in the best interest of others and takes me away from my purpose of serving. And so we really have to understand that. And then the, the second piece that I was going to say was that the formula, and I think I've said this to you before, is that the formula for success and failure is the same. And it's effort plus skill or talent gives you success and failure. And some of us have tremendous effort, but have no skill. Some of us have, some of us have great skill and show no effort or talent and have no, and have no effort. The key thing that is constant is effort. Mm -hmm. If you really want something, you have to take your failures with that. And what you have to get better at is your talent, is your skill. That's what you're developing until you can balance that formula to match your level of success because everyone's just going to look different. And I think it's so important that sometimes we focus on, on the, oh, well, you know, I'm putting my heart into it. I'm doing everything I can. Okay, the effort has to be consistent. That's great. But what we don't see and sometimes get blinded by is what aren't we doing in our skill or talent that is going to complement that effort. And I think it's so important to really find that in what we do and, and really see what that, what success looks like for, for us individually. So. And you're, and that's, that's what it is, you know, six and six. I mean, that analogy you just shared is talent plus effort equals success. Um, once you understand that formula, which again, is, it sounds simple, but it's not, um, then you'll be able to achieve what you set yourself to achieve. And one of the things, let's talk about success. Success, you know, most, most people think success is fancy cars, is, 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 you know, living on a mansion or, you know, that that is not success. Success is doing what you set yourself to do. You know, for example, you said it right now earlier, your mission, your goal, your your ultimate vision is to serve. You know, for me is to be able to make a difference and, and it goes hand in hand. It's the same. It's, it's similar for me to make a difference in, in anything that I get myself in with the people I get myself in is to be able to make a difference, to be able to understand them, to make them understand the process, how things work, how you evolve as humans. That's, that's my whole purpose and goal is to be able to do that. And when I do that, then I am successful. It's not, the car I drive is not the home I live in. It's not that. And there's a mis misconception of what success really is. Um, I heard a, a, an analogy in which made sense. There was a gentleman that wanted to go to school, become a teacher, retire in the woods. So he did that. He, he went to school. He became a teacher. He worked, you know, the amount of time it took for him to retire. He bought some land. And he lived happily ever after in the woods. And that that success, most people won't look at it success. They think he's crazy, but that's what he wanted to do. And that's what he did. And he is a successful person. Talent plus effort equals success. Um, and and most people don't see it that way. Most people think that you got to have X amount of money in the bank. You don't. The most there's people that have a lot of money in their bank and they're not happy. And again, happiness is outweighs money because if you could have all the money in the world, if you're not happy, doesn't mean anything. And and it goes back to that concept of success. People have it have a huge misconception of really of what it means and what it is. And we go back about, you know, 
what people, what social, the whole world was um, posting and showing, you know, before COVID-19 of what success was driving the cars, traveling. And as we all right, know right now, you can't, you really can't travel. You really can't go out there and show off your car. So at the end of the day, that's not success. So, you know, I just want to add to that because that analogy is like right on. And actually, I'm going to I'm going to steal that from you, like you said, because it's I mean, you can't get any better effort <laughs> plus talent equals success. And and I was able to share that analogy right now because that's what it is. And again, man, we, we really have to surround ourselves with people that are going to help us kind of be aligned with our vision because. You know, at, at the end of the day, we are responsible for ourselves and we have to be. And we can't uh, point uh, and be victim thinkers and, oh, I, I'm, I haven't had a fair share because of this. Or, you know, things don't go my way because of that. No, there, there's there's actions that we take and and, um, and and things that occur to us in our lives that really either align us to go in the direction that we need to or deter us. And so you have to you have to figure out what that looks like for you so that you can be on the right path and then align yourself with people that are like uh, thinkers so that, you know, um, so that you have a group of people moving in the right direction. Because I think that's also important that it's one thing to kind of do it on your own. Um, but uh, if, if you do it all on your own and haven't helped or, or progress someone else, then is it really success? And so, uh, I know in, in college basketball we always say pay it forward, and so I, you know, if I'm if I'm ever asked to talk in, at clinics, I never say no. I'm doing one on Sunday because I want to share my experience. I want to share what I know. What I what I know is not rocket science, but if someone can use that information to better themselves, then I feel like again going back to my purpose. I'm aligning with my purpose, and that's serving others. And so I, I think those things are important as well. No, and you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and, and it goes back to um, understanding who you are, what your purpose is. And, you know, that's one of the things that me and you have figured out is what's our purpose. And anybody that's listening out there that you're trying to figure it out, do not. You know, one of the things I do, you know, a gut check, don't follow somebody else just because they have certain thing, materialistic things. Remember that. Genuine success is being able to to um, to fall in love with the process. And one of the things I want to touch that we said at the beginning of this, this podcast is it's hard. You got to fall in love with how hard it is because it's super hard. But at the end of the day, the fulfillment, when you're able to achieve um, what you set yourself to achieve, it feels great. There's no money. There's nothing that could fulfill that. I mean, that could fill that feeling of accomplishment, the hard work. And that's what most people are scared of is the hard work right now. Um, just talking and, you know, talking to several people, watching what's going on. You know, I really don't watch news, so I really don't know what's going on. I just when people talk to me, that's how I find out. But, you know, just looking at how the world is 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 shaping itself through this pandemic there's many people out there just sitting waiting for that next check um instead of going out there and trying to figure it out but after this podcast you know we we touched some points that most people won't go do that because of they're not clear of their purpose they're not clear they're following the wrong people or they're following or they're trying to do certain things for the wrong reason. So that's why things don't work in their favor. So if you if you if you're listening to this and and things are not in your favor either you're doing the wrong things or it's not your time yet. You got you got to you got to go through more adversity, more challenges. It has to get harder before it gets easier. And you know Jim Rohn, a great philosopher said, it doesn't get easier, you just get better. And you know, I and I, I'm a living example of that. You know, 10 years ago, everything seemed hard. The whole process seemed hard. Today is still hard and I still enjoy the hard moments. But at the same time, it's much simpler because I understand the process. And, you know, I know you can relate to that as well in the coaching uh, in, in your 
in your career and coaching and, and, you know, fitness? Of course. And, you know, you hit it right on to my point of like, you know, effort plus talent gives you success or failure. Well, here you are when you first started and your effort was there, but your talent needed to get better. And so now it's not that it's any easier is that you've gotten, you've increased your talent potential. And so you, you learn to live in that environment and that's all that is. And that's why uh, it's so difficult for people. And yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing in, in anything you do for me as a coach, as a strength coach, as a basketball coach, uh, you, you have to put in the work. When I took the job and became the head coach, uh, you know, we had to make a transition from going to uh, NAIA Division Two and being bumped up to NCAA Division Two, which was, was which was a a feat in itself, man. I mean, we went from being a powerhouse in an NAIA Division Two level to really trying to figure it out at the NCAA Division Two level because you know rules were different, our funding was different. Um, our funding was nowhere near equitable to the other institutions that we were playing against. Um, and so, you know, as I talked to colleagues, they kept saying, man, you need to get out of there. You need to get out of there. Uh, you're not going to be able to win there. You're not going to be able to win there. And once we got through the provisional status, I created a plan that in three years, we were going to be in the conference tournament. And uh, that was a feat that no one thought could happen, really. Uh, but I believed in my process. Uh, I believed in the, uh, uh, my effort never, uh, uh, never wavered at all. And, uh, I was able to, alongside, of course, my assistant coaches that were on staff with me at the time, um, and, and, and my athletic training staff that we were able to accomplish that goal. And I think it's so important to understand that again, obstacles are part of the process. You have to be ready to encounter the obstacles that have adversity. Those things are not anything worth anything in your life. Okay. It's going to be difficult. You have to get that ingrained into your head. It's not going to be easy. You're not going to win the lottery tomorrow and be a multimillionaire. It's just not going to happen. So create a process for yourself and really learn to uh, adapt along the way so that you can make the adjustments and refine and fine tune some of the pieces that you need to when you do encounter adversity or you encounter some of the failures in that process so that you can get ahead and, and be on top in the end. Mm. And those are all gut checks, guys. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, that's it. You have to understand that the process is hard and it's full of adversities. And one of the things is being a leader, being an entrepreneur, being just a human being that's that's um, giving back, that you're involved, that you already know your talent, you already know your strengths. Um, 98% of the time, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Omar, but 98% of our grind is not fun. Why? Because it requires a lot of work. It requires growth. It requires time, energy, heartaches, adversity. 98% of the time, but that 2%, that we're able to enjoy the moments of, you know, winning, of achieving our goals. Those that two percent is all worth the ninety-eight percent. People have a misconception. People think that, oh, that person's successful. They don't do anything. They're just at home watching Netflix. I mean, it's the opposite. We don't even watch. I. I mean, I wish I had sometimes forty-five minutes. To, you know, people tell me, oh, have you watched this show? I'm like, no, I, I haven't. Um, but it it just shows that. The time we have, we we continue to invest it into our our vehicle, our, our passion, our our talent, our strength. That's what we invest our time. So most of the time is grinding. Most of the time is figuring things out, getting better, refining things, adjusting things, and that's what we do ninety eight percent of the time. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, when people have a misconception of you know of what what they think success is, or when you're able to had already had those wins under your belt. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's not to the 98, it, to, the, to, the, to the person who isn't committed, that 98% might not be fun. But for those that are invested in it, that 90, we understand that that 90% is where the success lies. 
And so we have to fall in love with that mm. 98% because uh, we learn to work in that 98% so that we can enjoy the 2%. Uh, but to the person that might not be fully invested, they might say, man, that's not fun. That's not, you know, I used to, I used to um, have assistant coaches or graduate assistants that um, we would take in a guy that maybe played and was a superstar on their team. And, you know, we bring him in and try to be a man, you know, get, get him into a master's program. And when we would kind of outline what they needed to do, it's like, oh man, I got to do laundry. Oh man, I got to clean the floor. Oh man, you know, where, when he was on the team, he had people doing that for him, serving him. And, uh, and, and so they never really grew because they never fell in love with the 98%. And then we started hiring managers from, uh, from, from previous institutions. Um, and those guys loved that they lived in their 98%. So all the 2% stuff, they lived in paradise when they got to that. And I think it's just so important to understand it's not for everybody. Okay. But know that there is no shortcut to that. There's no elevator that you can take to, to, to go from zero to, to, to that 2%, uh, you have to, you have to go through the process of the 98. And if you don't enjoy it, and if you don't thrive in it, if you don't learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, then that 98 is going to seem very difficult. It's going to seem impossible. And, uh, and like I said, it makes or breaks most people. And so, um, you know, you really hit, that's why it's so important to really fall back on understanding your purpose. Cause if you know your purpose, the 98% you're going to live in it. Uh, but if you don't have a purpose and you're doing it because, Oh, I saw this guy do it. Or I think this guy, I think this is what this guy did. Then you, you're not doing it for the right reason. So you're going to think that 98% is, is miserable. And so I, I think the mindset to how we approach that 98% is so important. It is. And, and it goes back to what we talked, uh, earlier in the podcast is when you're, when you're following the, you know, you're doing things for the wrong reasons, you're going to hate that 98%. But once you find, find what you really enjoy, that 98% becomes part of you. And it's just, it's just normal. And, and you know, people look at you, people look at me and they're like, Oh, well, you don't seem to struggle. I could do that. Well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, it's just years and years of, of experiences under our belt multiple failures you know i always tell people like i don't I, you might think i have all these wins but my track my my record is actually i have more losses than wins but those losses is what has built me the skill set the awareness the mindset uh the grit the you know the mental toughness that's what's built it um you know i was just you know i could really i could look back at my life and and remembering when the times were hard, um, you know, I would have family and friends say, you know what, Caesar, that's not for you. Just go back to normal, go get a job. And I refused to because, you know, I was I knew what my purpose was, but, you know, I didn't have a clear picture of it because I still lacked the, the skill set. You know, I had the drive, but I, I, I lacked the skill set. And today I'm like, well. How many people out there, and if any of you guys are out there listening to this, have been in that position that you're, you know, you're going through hard times. This shit's hard. This is super hard, but it's worth it. And you, people are telling you to quit. People are telling you to, you know, throw in the towel. If if you truly believe deep inside your heart that what you're doing is your calling, is your talent, it's your God-given talent, keep, stay on, stay on the path. Don't give in. Because I'll tell you this, if I would have given in, there's no podcast. There would never be a Cesar uh, Gomez gut check podcast because I would have given in. I'll be I don't know where I would be. But the thing is, that's why we do these podcasts and share with you guys, because these are all gut checks. These are all golden nuggets that could help you through the process. You know, the, who was it? I think it's uh, Coach Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs who has won, I don't know, it's been, I think, 44 NBA titles, I believe. I don't want to misquote that, but he's won quite a few. 
right? And, and people always look at him and like, man, he's won five, right? So I think he won in 98, in 2002, 04, 06, and then 2013 is when he won his last one, okay? But People always think, oh, you know, coach is a winner, coach is a winner. But people don't realize that Coach Pop, and again, no knock on him because I, I, I'm relating to him in so many ways right now. Um, because his college record, he was a Division three coach at Pomona Pizza in college. He was 76 and 129. I think he won, they said something like uh, maybe 35, 40, 30 or 35%, 40% of his games. Right. Yeah. Which in the big scheme of things doesn't look like he did much at Division Three, but here is a five-time NBA <clears throat> champion coach, right, and uh, has been first in his division in, in multiple years. I mean, I think he's been with the Spurs since '98, so you know he's been there 20 plus years. At least 10 times he's finished first in the Midwest, and so. Here's an example of a, of a guy who understands his purpose, never wavered from it, contrary to the difficult times he had in college as a coach and made the best of it in the NBA when he got there and was a five-time NBA coach. And 10 of his 20 years, have been he's been first in his division. And he's thought of highly regarded in so many ways uh, in, uh, in the basketball world as one of the elite thinkers of our game. And again, he has such a servant attitude that he's always willing to help and uh, give back. And so, again, you know, some of us, we fail, we, we struggle, and we think that's it. But if, if that deters you from your goal, that little piece of failure deters you from your goal, then you never wanted it to begin with. Mm. That's the thing we have to understand. If we really want it, we're going to, refine, we're going to fine tune what we're going to do, how we're going to approach it, what our mindset's going to be, sharpen that a little bit and continue to push forward so that we can get to a place where we are efficient, where we are better at what we do and can control some of those adverse situations a lot better. And that's, and that's, I mean, that analogy is like right on. I mean, there's not much I can add to it. That's exactly what it is. And you know, everybody that's listening out out there, that's that's what it is. There's nothing to it. There's no secret. It's hard work. It's refinement. It's adjusting. It's asking yourself, is this the right thing? It's developing your skill set. Don't follow other people. Follow yourself. Build yourself. Because at the end of the day, you know, all we do is grab pieces from other people and we create our own self. That's all we've done. Every every single person out there that has made a footprint on this planet, that's all they've done. And been able to serve and give back and be able to change, change their legacy, leave a footprint and be able to touch others so they could actually be able to follow their dream and that's why we get on these podcasts that's why we we bring them to you guys so you guys could grab this listen to it over and over let it sink in there's going to be maybe analogies that you might over you know you might overlook them when you're listening or you might miss it but when you come back and replay it it's going to hit or maybe it was up an experience that you just went through and bam it's going to hit you and the thing is, that's how you grow. That's how you evolve into becoming a better person and be able to achieve your dreams and goals. But, Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. So, you know, you know, pretty much one last thing, you know, I greatly appreciate. I mean, we've had a great con I mean, there's a lot of golden nuggets in this podcast. I mean, a ton. I mean, we could actually... Not 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 to brag, but you, we can actually write a book on what we just talked about. I mean, there's so <laughs> I mean, being real, realistic, right? I mean, there's so much so many golden nuggets, so many gut checks for for our listeners to say, you know what? Damn, like that changed my life. Um, That's why we do this. But one last thing you want to add what you know, that equation you gave, I mean, was it's just unreal. You know, effort plus talent equals success. I mean, that right there. Um, and actually, that's going to be the title of this podcast. So, you know, 
um, because I think that's, a, I mean, that's like right on. I loved it. Is there anything else you want to share, you know, since we're talking about adversity, how to, how to evolve, how to, you know, how to understand your talent? Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, what we've, what you've given is unbelievable. The conversation we had today, is just so powerful, but is there any one last thing you want to add to the listeners that they could take home? No, you know, that formula is so, it's so perfect. And it was given to me, uh, by someone that I really look at, look up to a lot. And, uh, and, and it made true sense to me, you know, the effort plus talent gives you success and failure. So it depending, depending on where your efforts at, depending on where your talents at, will give you success and failure depending on where that's at. So I think it's important for us to really gauge where those two pieces are at and know that one's a, a controllable, which is our effort. The other one is also a controllable that we have to have a growth mindset and what we want to do and, and, and uh, move forward and do it. Now, we'll never see success unless we find our purpose. And that's one thing I'll leave you with is you have to know your purpose. What is your purpose? If, again, and if you're saying, oh, I want to make money, that's not purpose. Uh, <laughs> what kind of footprint, what footprint are you leaving in this world? What is your legacy um, that you're leaving? And, um, and then, and then once you determine that, then you'll be able to move forward and align yourself with the universe to do the things that you need. Well, you heard it, guys. I mean, effort plus talent equals success. And what is your purpose? And with that said, if this podcast, this interview gave you goosebumps, made a change in your life, please share it. Please pass it on forward. Let we, the whole purpose is we want the world to be touched by our personal experiences. And with that said, I want to say thank you, Omar, so much for all, all the great, great um, golden nuggets you shared with us today. And till next time, this is Caesar with the Gut Check. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. This is the Gut Check with Caesar Gomez. Stay tuned for more Gut Checks, more episodes. And if you got value through any of our episodes, feel free to share them with your friends, colleagues, other entrepreneurs, anybody out there that's just trying to better their life. See you guys soon. Wait.